Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of the Proper Lookout Podcast. This is Peter Hunt. Those of you who practice in the motor accident jurisdiction will know that the Motor Accident Injuries Act of 2017 will celebrate its fifth birthday on 1 December of this year, just a little over a week away. And to celebrate Maya's birthday, the New South Wales Parliament has introduced a bill to amend various provisions of the Act, and that bill passed both Houses of Parliament on 17 November 2022. There are a number of amendments to the Act, which I'll go through in a moment. Just to note at the start, the majority of the Act will commence not before 1 April 2023, although some provisions will commence upon assent, which could be any time between now and that date. Furthermore, some provisions apply to accidents after whichever commencement date applies, whereas many provisions, many of the amendments, apply to existing claims as at that date of commencement. I'll do my best during this podcast to indicate which ones are which. Okay, so the first major change to the Act is that the term minor injury, with which you're all familiar, will be renamed or rebadged as a threshold injury. This, I think, is to remove the potential conflict between someone who has ongoing disabilities being told that their injuries are minor and that they're therefore not entitled to compensation. So instead of using the term minor injury, we're now going to use the term threshold injury. And just to be clear, a threshold injury is one which does not entitle the claimant to either statutory benefits or damages, whereas a non-threshold injury allows the injured person compensation. It'll be interesting to see as time goes on whether the term non-threshold injury changes to something else because it does seem somewhat incongruous or counterintuitive that a non-threshold injury is one which entitles the claimant to compensation, whereas a threshold injury is one which does not. The next set of amendments I want to discuss involve claimants who either suffer a threshold injury or are wholly or mostly at fault for the accident. Until now, as you know, those kind of claimants have their right to stat bends terminated at 26 weeks. Following the amendments, their right to both weekly benefits and treatment and care will be extended from 26 weeks to 52 weeks, unless, of course, they are one of the excluded claimants, namely those who are involved in a serious driving offence, um, have workers' compensation rights, or were the at-fault driver of an uninsured vehicle. Furthermore, Section 3.38 has been amended so that there is no reduction of weekly payments for contributory negligence in the first year of stat bends. So essentially, for any claimant who suffers a non-threshold injury, there is a no-fault entitlement to both weekly benefits and treatment and care for the first year after the accident. And those amendments will also apply from 1 April 2023, but they will apply to motor accidents after that date. There is a consequential amendment which flows from those changes to do with when stat bends are terminated. Until now, 
insurers were required to make two liability decisions, one at 28 days post-claim and one at three months post-claim. That second notice has now been pushed out to nine months post-claim to accommodate the fact that there's no change in a claimant's entitlement to stab bends in the first year post-accident. And again, that will apply to motor accidents after 1 April 2023. The next amendment I want to discuss is to do with WPI determinations. Traditionally, a claimant could not proceed to the Commission for a WPI assessment until the insurer's determination of WPI had gone through the internal review process. That's now gone. Once the amendments commence, a claimant will no longer be required to go through internal review in a WPI dispute. But let me be clear, internal review still has a role to play in all other uh, merit review matters, all other miscellaneous assessment matters, and all other medical assessment disputes. It's only WPI disputes which no longer need to go to internal review before proceeding to the Commission. That amendment will commence upon assent, which could be, as I said, at any time, and it will apply to any WPI determinations made by insurers after that date of assent. The next set of amendments apply to to various time limits in the Act, applying to damages claim. Practitioners will be familiar with the fact that a common law claim cannot be made until 20 months have passed from the date of accident. A claim cannot be settled within two years of the accident. And there's a a three-year time limit to commence a damages dispute in the Commission. Each of those time limits will be removed by the amendments to the Act. And those amendments will also apply upon assent, and they will apply to all pending MIA claims after that date. The final set of amendments I want to discuss in this podcast relate to the liability of the nominal defendant in stepped uh, benefit claims. The amendments introduce a whole new provision, um, Section 1.10 capital A, which reads verbatim as follows. It's under the heading Liability of Nominal Defendant, and then says, The provisions of this Act relating to the liability of the nominal defendant in connection with a motor accident apply to a claim for statutory benefits in the same way as they apply to a claim for damages, subject to A, necessary modifications, and B, modifications prescribed by the regulations. To date, there are no regulations modifying the liability of the nominal defendant, so we're left to use our own imagination to apply necessary modifications to the nominal defendant provisions in order to make them fit within the Stat-Benz arena in Part 3. This may be the subject for another day or another podcast, but in general terms, I think Section 1.10 capital A merely indicates that in the case of uninsured vehicles, a claim for Stat-Benz can only be made where the requirements of Section 2.29 of MIA are satisfied, including that the accident occurred on a road or road-related area, and in the case of unidentified vehicles, a claim for stat-bends can only be made where the requirements of Section 2.30 of MIA are satisfied, including, again, road or road-related area, and that the injured person conducted due search and inquiry. But I fear that the nuances of Section 1.10 capital A may not yet be known, and uh, there may be some disputation 
in the future regarding the full impact of that section on the liability of the normal defendant in Stat Ben's claims. The uh, normal defendant provisions, by the way, commence on assent, and upon commencement will apply to all pending claims under the Maya system. Good, so that concludes my summary of the amendments to the Act brought about by the Motor Accident Injuries Amendment Bill of 2022. I'll include a link to a a useful summary under the uh, podcast, on the podcast page on the McCabe's website. If you have any questions, observations, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, stay well, and thank you for listening. Cheerio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. 